Hi, how you doing? Rev Fred here. So today I want to talk about faith. I want to talk about what you believe. You know, what we believe is very, very important to uh, how we live our life. You know, and even the Bible says uh, all things are possible for those who believe. You know, and it's very, I think it's very, very interesting to be able to uh, meditate on that word and that scripture and just talk, think it over, think it over. What I've been thinking over in the last little bit as I meditate on scriptures about belief is that I know that the Bible says that uh, all things are possible for those who believe. But, you know, I, I wondered about the word belief. You know, and the word specifically, like in, because uh, that's the part of the New Testament, so that would be in Greek, you know. And uh, I looked it up, and it was something like silos or silos or something like that. And, you know, it's interesting because it's specifically like, okay, there's two versions, like at least two versions. Okay, there's the Old Testament, which has uh, original Hebrew. And then you have the New Testament, which is the original is Greek. And so in the Hebrew language, there is many, 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 many meanings for believe. There's many, many um, um, indentations about the word. Like So, for example, uh, some of that word for belief in the ancient Hebrew and in the Greek, in fact, uh, can be associated to be taken care of by a nurse. Interesting, eh? It's like, okay, uh, so obviously that scripture doesn't mean that all things are possible for those who are being taken care of by a nurse. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be uh, accurate, you know? But some of the trans, some of the definitions, some of the understandings of it are uh, fully persuaded, uh, com you know, uh, completely sold out, you know. So there's a bunch of different things about belief, you know. And I had maybe what I would consider, and maybe other people would consider, a kind of a interesting thought about belief, like you know. Belief, and to believe something means that somebody convinced you of something that you are thinking that may be true. You, you believe what they said is true. But you don't know for a fact that it's true. It's a belief that somebody has given you the right information. It's the belief that uh, somebody has, you know, so when you read the Bible, and the Bible says in John 3.16, uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son in order for us to inherit in, uh, eternal life. It's like, okay, we believe that's true, you know, and I think the belief is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge in that specific area. But it, it doesn't mean that's the end. So uh, the belief is the beginning. And so what I believe, <laughs> ironically, is that Belief is the beginning of something. Somebody has done their testimony, and you believe what they say is true. 
uh, and you believe uh, their um, recall of the information is accurate and you believe them, right? Uh, you read the word. The word says something. You believe that the word says that, so you, you believe it. And that's a fantastic thing. But I believe that the beginning of that is belief. And then after that belief, then we seek into meditating on the scripture. And we start to seek God about that scripture. We start to seek uh, understanding about the, the context of that verse. And then we are no longer just believers once we dig into that because then God will give us a revelation about whatever that scripture is, whatever we're looking into, whatever we're praying or seeking after. And when we get that revelation, it transitions from a belief to a knowing. Like, I know. Like, when I first accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I believed my mom and dad and my brother were being honest with me about what it was to be a man of faith and to walk in their faith and, and to work on that and, and, and how it helped them. And I seen evidence of that. So I believed they be, that it was something that they believed in. But it wasn't because I know they weren't lying to me. There's not like, you know, there was a benefit for me to becoming a Christian for them, except in their heart knowing that I'd be saved. But other than that, it was not like, you know, oh, it's a uh, multi-level marketing scheme and you just get in the door and you, ju you just got to get all your friends and family into the door so you can start making a profit. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not that kind of situation. So it's like, okay, there was no reason for anybody to lie to me. So obviously that wasn't the case. So you have to think about, okay, if that's not the case, well, then they're telling me the truth. So you believe, right? But, when I walked through the door of the church, and I heard in my spirit, God telling me he loved me, and hearing him tell me that I needed to be baptized, hearing him tell me that he loved me and that he wanted me to be with him for eternity, like, when he talked to me, when I felt his presence, when I felt his... Um, presence in the room in my heart and feeling his love coming toward me and coming at me I no longer believed anymore I knew I knew that I knew that I knew that he is God and he loved me and he wanted me to be part of his family so I'm not sure if I would have said at the time I probably would have yeah but I'm not sure now if I would have said that I, I believe uh, God loves me. I know that he loves me. I could tell somebody my my testimony and I would probably use the word believe because that's just what we use because that's what's it's it's just that's the vernacular that we use in order to describe the situation but I, I believe there's for me I because like I'm not positive about this stuff. Right? I'm just working things out on my own. And, you know, with God. But that's why I keep saying I believe when I'm talking about this subject. Because I believe that the belief in itself has a connotation of uh, convincement. Like you're, you're convincing me of something. You are uh, giving me some information 
And I am willing to say that I believe what you're telling me is accurate. So, okay, I believe, I believe that thing. But for me, for some reason, so what, why I'm saying this is important is that, and I'm not saying that um, the people who translated the Bible from the original Greek or Hebrew uh, was inaccurate in the word that was used at the time. It's probably the actual word that was, and we, we walk in that. But what if that scripture was not supposed to just be the word believe? All things are possible for those who believe. If I'm meditating on that scripture and I'm mulling it over in my mind, mulling it over in my mind, mulling it over in my mind, all things are possible for those who believe. So it's so important. If all things are possible for those who believe, what is that belief that makes everything possible? Maybe that belief is not just the word belief. Maybe it's not supposed to be just believe. Maybe it's supposed to be, supposed to be like one of the uh, original uh, Greek words for that is completely sold out to. So if you are complete, so all things are possible for those who are completely sold out to the truth of what the Bible says. Well, that's a far more specific kind of thing to say than for those who believe. Because for those who believe, so if you take that word belief, and, and like, like I said earlier, and you know, about the nurse, it's that, that's not, it's not going to be accurate for that one. So you can't just use the generic word belief in all situations and it, it means the same thing. It doesn't mean the same thing. The context is completely different. If you're talking about being cared for, maybe, then you're talking about the nurse's situation. If you're talking about all things are possible for those who have a deep and abiding understanding that God's will for us is to be free, to be uh, anointed in order to cast out demons and heal the sick and to uh, do all the things that God did as Jesus and greater than this, then perhaps we need to know what that belief is. Perhaps we need to dig more into what the actual scripture would be saying and how God was intending us to take that information. So maybe, and I think this is not just a maybe, maybe uh, God's intention for it being so non-specific is that we now have to seek after him to say, Lord, if the Bible says all things are possible for those who believe, I need to know what that belief is that you are saying makes everything possible. What is that belief? What is that word belief mean? What, what am I supposed to believe? That all things are possible because that's the first part of that thing? Or to believe that God is saying that all things are possible if you trust in me. Oh, well, that's the different thing altogether. If you um, read the scripture with a British accent, 
Uh, I don't think so, but most of the audio books are in British accents, so maybe. Uh, not likely. So, um, I think it's interesting that it's maybe possible that the reason it's like that is so you and I will have to dig. We'll have to seek the Lord. It's not enough because I know people who told me that they read the Bible before they became believers and it didn't make any sense to them and they thought it was stupid and didn't, it didn't really carry any weight in their heart or in their mind or nothing. They just didn't think it was anything. And then after, years later, they became born again and uh, they were baptized and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit was revealing things in the scripture to them and then it came alive and then it became powerful. I never touched the Bible. Like I, I, you know, I was dyslexic when I became a, a believer. Uh, I, I, I would say at that point in my life, I've never read a book. Never. Um, never. Maybe those little tiny books that we get when we were little kids. When I was uh, in my 20s or 30s or whatever, maybe I read one of those and, you know, but uh, no, never, because yeah, I just couldn't. It was all flipped around and flipped over and all messed up. And I, I just, I, you know, it's dyslexic. I couldn't read. It was, everything is confused, right? But then, then, then God, you know, then God healed me. And I was able to, the moment I pick up a Bible, read without any problems. And so dyslexia was gone. And, and I was able to read. So, and I read the word quite a few times that first year. And a lot of other books as well. But I think it's interesting, you know? It's like, because I, I pray for years now about that scripture. Lord, uh, show me what do you mean when you say all things are possible for those who believe. Because I believe that, no, I know that if I tell you about God, if I tell you about the Bible, if I tell you about my life in church, if I tell you about ministry, if I tell you about all these things, you may believe what I have to say. You may believe that what I'm saying is true for me, but maybe not for you. You may believe a lot of different things, but if I am anointed by God to do this thing at that moment, and I know that I know that I know that all things are possible for those who believe. And then I'm going to pray, Lord, my words are useless without your spirit in it. Touch them. Have them feel you. If you need to go in their dreams at night and teach them, Go in the dreams at night and teach them. Show them yourself. If you need to, <coughs> like the scripture says, knock them off a horse and make them blind for a little while until a man of God is called along to heal them, maybe that's what needs to happen for that person to get really, really, really convicted and saved. Because it's, I can't do it. I I can't do it. I, I no longer in my heart feel like I am supposed to or even want to uh, have an intellectual 
um, debate with anybody about my faith. Uh, my faith is my faith. My faith is a relationship with God. It doesn't matter. It's not that I'm concerned that you are going to be able to talk me out of my faith, because that's not possible, because I'm totally sold out for the Lord. I am positive. What my So it's not like I'm concerned about being talked out of things. What I'm talking about specifically is ministering to other people and leading them to the Lord. I want to show them the way without a doubt. It's one of the reasons why I do this is because I want to be able to show the way. But I also want people to have a relationship with God. If it's an intellectual process in only, well then it is not what God intended. You know, the Bible even talks about, you know, uh, somebody who casts out demons in his name. Somebody heals the sick in his name. In his name. Somebody who did miraculous works in his name. In his name. And then, it, and then they go to God and then God says, um, I, who are you? I don't know you. He doesn't know them. How can that be possible? How can you... Heal sick people, raise the dead, do these miraculous signs in the name of Jesus, and not him not know you. I thought to myself, wow, that's that's a dangerous thing. Like, how do I know I'm not there? And then I realized through prayer with God and 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 uh, getting a revelation about it is he's not talking about people who have a relationship with him. He's talking about people who have a religion. You could go to church your whole life because you grew up in the church, say, for example, and never actually said, Lord, I know that you lived and died for me. I know that you sacrificed yourself on the cross for my forgiveness and I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I want to walk the path that you have called me to walk. They may have never, ever, ever said those words and then never developed a intimate relationship with God by sitting, being still and knowing he is God and feeling his presence and, and, and laughing in your spirit with God and feeling and worshiping with your, your heart everything. Maybe they just didn't do those things, but they've seen preachers stand up and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, heal in the name of Jesus. Get out of it in the name of Jesus. And, and they have, and they've done it. And they walked that out. You know, the Old Testament talks about, uh, or even, even the Bible, and even the New Testament, talks about people trying to use the Word of God as a tool to be used in order to make themselves look good in other people's eyes. And, you know, the funny thing is that at one point, um, the disciples said to Jesus, these guys over here are... Uh, you know, healing people and doing stuff in your name. Like, you know, should we tell them to stop? Because they're not following us. They don't know what we're doing. He says, no, no. Let them be. 
maybe the chance for them to receive Jesus Christ in their heart can come after he sacrificed himself on the cross. Maybe they would get a revelation. Maybe they'd get understanding. Maybe they'd walk in. And he doesn't say that if you did this before and you didn't know who he was and then you then you found out who he was and started a relationship, he wouldn't say, I don't know you. He'd know. He knows you now. So all that stuff is good. My point of this is to say that I think there's a lot of stuff that we need to take into consideration and maybe become these people who consume the word. Dig it apart. Tear it apart. It can handle it. It really can handle it. And dig into it and say, Lord, what does this mean? Lord, what does this mean? What does this mean for me? What does that mean for me? And then, <laughs> oh, don't, don't, I, listen, I don't want to get you all freaked out here, but I'm just going to say, and then you sit, you be still, you shut your mouth, and you listen. But see if he tells you something. Because we have a tendency to be blah, 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 praying and praying and praying and praying. And God is like, if you just shut up for a second, I'll tell you. I'm talking about me too. Now, I pray in tongues without ceasing in my head on, on a regular basis nowadays, and I do it for a long time, but I can still have a conversation. I can still get revelation. I've gotten revelation in the process when I was speaking in tongues in my head, and it doesn't in interrupt it. What it does interrupt is the ability for other things not of God to come in and interrupt, which is very beneficial, very beneficial. So, yeah, so what I'm saying is that learn to be a theologist. I'm not saying you have to go to school. If you want to, fantastic. But just learn to read the word and when you have a when it when it's when you go, "Oh, I wonder what that means." Uh, don't skip over that. Stop. Read it again, go back, read the beginning before that, read after that. Read before that more. Read after that more. See how they relate. See how they interact. Is there anything else in the scripture in another place that you it sounds familiar? Read that one. See how it's different. See how it's the same. Then, if you really get interested, I wonder what the original Hebrew in this word means. I wonder what the original Greek in that word means. Oh, look it up. Oh, look at that what that means. I wonder how that relates to this situation. Is it uh, being taken care of by nurses? No, I don't think so. So it's probably being sold out and completely convicted, com committed to that understanding. That probably makes more sense. Because, you know, if it's about all things that are possible, you probably want to be 100% convicted, uh, convinced and understood about what you're talking about. Okay, that makes sense to me. And then go, Lord, what are you saying here? What do you say? Lord, I know you are called the Word. If you're called the Word, you are the Word, then what I'm reading is you. You know you. 
I want to know you more. Then you get to a point where, and this is an awesome point, because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you'll get a thought about something in Scripture, and it is not the right thought. But you instantly, when you spend a lot of time with God, when you spend enough time with God, and you just go in and deep and dig and dig, and something comes across your spirit, you go, no, no, no. No. That's not you. I think that thing is speaking underneath my foot again. Okay, let's let's crush it down a little further. Under my heel. Lord, what do you say? Because you'll know. You'll know. And discernment, I'm telling you, it's going to become a critical aspect of your walk with God is being discerning and to know what is of God and what is not of God. Because there's going to be some times, and I, 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 I may, or I, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. You should probably even check to make sure, and check your spirit to make sure what I'm saying, God is saying, yes, you can listen to him. Because I'm just a guy. And I'm just seeking this stuff out myself. I'm not perfect. I know, I know you're shocked, but it's true. I'm not perfect. I know you're shocked. Yeah, I was shocked too when he told me. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Discernment is very, very critical. And you know what the wonderful thing about discernment is? You don't have to be a theologian to have discernment. You just have to have a relationship with God. And then he will give you the nudge in your spirit to say, no, 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 That person's saying something. Don't receive that into your spirit. It's not of me. That person is saying something. That's for you. Listen closely. Listen closely. I'm trying to teach you something. Discernment will be critical. If you don't know, then you don't know. You may believe, but you don't know. Okay, well, that's all I have to say about that. I love you, 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 I love you. Oh, my gosh, I love you so much. I wish I can get across how much I love you. I just want to bless you, to help you get free. Be free in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you have a deep and abiding relationship with God. To have such a relationship with God. I remember hearing a story, I don't know if I, I talked about this before, but a pastor I used to have heard about this guy who was a uh, a monk in another country. And all he wanted to do was spend time with God. So that's what he did. Prayed, 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 prayed. Spent time with God. Spent time with God. He had a deep abiding relationship with God. So much so that he had a life where he believed in praying without ceasing. And he did that on a regular basis. He prayed without ceasing. But he, because he was a monk, he had uh, duties. And so he would go and he would wash the dishes. But as he washed the dishes, other monks would sit around him 
and be with him while he washed the dishes because the presence of God would be so thick and so anointed that they just wanted to be around this guy while he did whatever he did. I pray that for all of us, that you don't have to convince anybody of your theology. You walk in the room and they feel God's presence. God speaks to their heart. They feel the joy. They get the goosebumps. They get all those things. It doesn't mean you have to feel those things, but they feel it because God wants them to recognize him. They want He wants them for himself. So you walk in that and people see it. People start commenting. I don't know what you're doing these days, buddy, but man, you're, you're so peaceful. You know, I love what God's showing you and, and I thank you for sharing it with us. Praise God. And the only thing you're doing is exactly what I'm doing is you're looking for God's wisdom into your own life and then just sharing it with other people. That's ministry. That's ministry. God works on you, teaches you what you need to do for you to get yourself free, and you turn around and you share it with other people. That's called ministry. <clears throat> you don't have to be ordained like myself in order to be a minister. You just have to love God. You have to have a relationship with God and speak out of your actual, not intellectual or theoretical understanding, but your actual walk with God and say, this is what I feel is going on. This is what I'm thinking that's going on. This is what I know. Anyways, praise God. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Be blessed. See you next week. Thank you.